Hi, this is Kevin from Just Add Mud. You're listening to the Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Hey, it doesn't matter if you got a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything but Jeeps, this show's for you. Josh, Tammy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about Jeeps. Hey, my name's Tony, and I absolutely hate, hate, capital hate, check engine lights. And I'm Tammy, and oh, I'm so sad my Jeep is away without me tonight. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> That's horrible. I know. I'm so sad. But hey, Tony, what's coming up on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show? Well, Tammy, I'm glad you asked. Uh, we've got Brian from Route 16 tonight as our guest interview, and we're also going to have him uh, as I, or a kind of a, a pseudo guest host tonight. Uh, Josh isn't with us, but uh, he's not filling in for Josh. We actually were supposed to have four voices on the show tonight, but uh, Josh is uh, not feeling well. I think it's been all week that he hasn't been feeling well, and he's not with us tonight. Uh, also, in uh, This Week in Jeep, uh, it's Engines and Survival. Ooh. Uh, this week, uh, week's Jeep Wrangler, Tammy uh, fact checks a far Forbes article. Tammy, is this where they put the hate on the uh, the Wrangler? Yeah, pretty much. Because you reported that before in the past, right? Where they, yeah, they had, and was, they, they it do was it again. Low on the total. Oh, yeah. Well, at least they're consistent, right? So, Nikki G asked the age-old question, uh, is it a toe strap if you cut off the hooks? Tammy, is it is it uh, toe strap with hooks and uh, uh, a recovery. Uh, recovery if it doesn't have hooks? Well, only if he loops them. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out more in the Nikki G uh, little call, and of course, much, much more. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's this week in Jeep. Hey, this week in Jeep is brought to you by Amazon.com. Looking for a way to support the show? Well, of course you are. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and press the big Amazon button there and you'll be taken to the magical land of Amazon online shopping. And it truly is magical. While they're... <laughs> While they have everything, uh, while you're there, everything that you purchase uh, will give the show a few cents while costing you nothing more. If you like what you hear or have gotten any benefit from what we do here, please consider giving a little bit back by shopping at Amazon.com. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com slash contact and look for the big Amazon button. Now, this story comes to us via Facebook uh, Jeep Talk Show group uh, and Jonathan Blackwell. And, you know, if you don't know about the, if you're not a member of the Jeep Talk Show group on Facebook, you have to go over there and uh, uh, and ask for admittance. We, we let anybody in. Tammy, you're on that uh, that group, aren't you? Yes, of course. Because you, you let go. anyone in. <laughs> <laughs> a story of survival with Scotty and Chantel. Chantel of Junction City, Oregon, recently wrote on her Facebook page, Scotty and I went up to McGowan last night uh, to take the Jeep out he bought me for my birthday. Unfortunately, the gate was locked, so we took a crossover to Shotgun Side. Now, I'm sure you folks in Oregon probably will, these things will make sense to you, but uh, you know we're just going to read along here. Well, uh, we thought we could get over uh, the, the tree that blocked our path, but we high-centered, and we were stuck. We stayed the night back in the back of the Jeep with our dog, no blankets, one sleeping bag, and a throwover. We froze our 
asses off all night long, as you could well imagine. Uh, we also let the truck run for heater. So when we woke up, with the, ga- the gas was almost gone. And to make things even worse, no cell phone service because we were so high up. It was a, bl- a blizzard all night long. When we woke up, the snow was three feet higher than it was before they went to sleep. We decided to walk out uh, for help. It was a really bad idea. Two hours later, nothing. Uh, another blizzard uh, hit. The snow was so high and difficult to walk in. Eventually, we tucked under the sleeping bag in the middle of a huge snowpack valley and rode out the storm. When we were able to get signal, we called 911. Uh, they sent search and rescue twice, but failed to get to us. The dispatcher on 911 was trying to ping our phone, and eventually they were able to get a coordinates, but we were so high up, uh, they exhausted resources. Panic mode set in. I was starting to shake and utter fear. I was crying. Scott was getting weaker. Scott was so incredibly brave, he kept telling me not to give up and keep under the blanket and stay warm, not freak out, just ride out the storm. Our feet were soaked. Finally, we worked up the strength to get up and start walking again. We knew if we didn't start moving, our chances of survival were going to drop significantly. We decided to walk back to the truck two hours back from where we came. We were pretty much dead by the time we got, our, uh, got to our truck. No gas, no heat, and no rescue. Lo and behold, after eight hours more of exhaustion, a badass Jeep Cherokee pulled up and saved our lives. The Cherokee owner and his buddy hooked up to our Jeep and pulled us the next eight miles to the bottom. What was supposed to be a two-hour joyride uh, turned into a fight for survival. Jeep Cherokee, the only Jeep with hero in its name. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> hey, she wrote it, not me. <laughs> that is so frightening, and it just says, do not go out by yourself. Oh, absolutely. I don't care oh. what nefarious plans you may have. <laughs> and you know what? No matter what, always be prepared. You know, yeah, I have... Go ahead. Don't you put a top five list out for this stuff? <laughs> yes, I, I do. As a matter of fact, I was thinking the same thing. You should always have, you know, winter survival gear if you're in the snow or, I mean, just, I don't know. My mom taught me from a young age. I always have blankets and stuff in my Jeep, even in the middle of the summer. Yeah, absolutely. That's a smart thing to have. You just don't know what the weather's going to do, especially out on the trail. And yeah, preparation, that's a good thing to be. Well, you know, I don't want to preach because these folks, I, I'm sure they've they've learned their lesson. Oh, but, yeah. but <laughs> this for you, other folks, to maybe help keep you safe. You know, we don't we don't have that many listeners. We want to keep everyone we have. <laughs> uh, you need something. Uh, you know, you need tow points. If you're going to go off road, you need tow points, and uh, it wouldn't hurt to have a winch. It wouldn't uh, hurt to have a, a hand winch uh, if you can't afford an uh, electrical winch. And, of course, uh, all the survival gear that you might need with, uh, uh, to keep warm in those very cold situations. Uh, oh, you know, maybe top off the gas tank. Uh, I mean, I've heard from – I've never lived up north where you guys have to worry about freezing in your vehicles. But uh, I believe there's a rule about not having anything less than, what is it, a half a tank, three-quarters a tank, a quarter of yeah. a tank or something. Um, if, if you're going to go off-road, fill up that tank. Um, things happen, and it, and it always seems to happen – uh, when it's just like, yeah, but we did this before and never had this situation. Well, guess what? It only takes one time for it to be the last time. Well, did a dog sure. make it? There wasn't anything in about the dog. 
the dog did make it. Uh, and, right. and as far as I, uh, there was nothing in the Facebook post about um, any uh, frostbite, any toes being removed. So I think everything was, uh, I think everything worked out very well uh, for everybody in, involved. But the dog was not happy with them, though. I can, I can assure you of that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. What the yeah. hell am I doing with you guys? <laughs> but very happy that they, that they made it. But uh, it's a, a great story and a great way for us all to learn uh, of how not to get in the same situation. Well, Tony and Brian, the 10 millionth Pentastar engine was produced on February 13th at the FCA U.S. Trenton Engine Complex. The 10 millionth. Is that millionth with a B? Millionth (laughs) with a T-H. I'm I'm like, wow. To me, that's a lot. Um, The 3.6 V6. The 3.6 liter V6 was introduced in 2010, and the Pentastar, I'm saying that right, right? Mm -hmm. Pentastar engine family has accounted for six placings among the prestigious annual list of Ward's 10 best engines. I had no idea. I had really no idea that they were, that it was on the list. And it's currently comprised of six fuel-saving variation that features technologies from the variable valve lift the vvl to hybrid hybridization yeah hybridization um it's acclaimed for its silky torque rich performance and today's 3.6 liter pentastar is common is the common denominator among 11 current best in class fuel economy ratings for the u.s market gasoline powered vehicles equipped with v6 engines these are in addition to its ownership of the all-time minivan efficiency mark achieved <laughs> by the Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid. That's what I like in a Jeep is that it's a, it's a great minivan engine, which was, of course, exactly. one of the things that everybody complained about. Now, Tammy, you've got a, a 3.6-liter uh, Pentastar in your right. Jeep, I believe. How is the gas mileage for you? Is that something you keep up with? Um, well, actually, ever since you talk about, you know, how you track it all the time, uh-huh. I reset it every time I get gas and I'm at oh, 13, good. I'm at about 13.6. So you're doing about a mile a gallon better than I am with the, the 4.0. The FYI. Much. Yes. So, and, uh, but I'm, I'm doing city driving. I, I'm. Oh stuck. yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm almost all highway. So I would yeah. be, I would be closer to uh, 11 something, almost 12, uh, just a lot of uh, stop yeah. and go. I very rarely am on the, the only time I'm on the interstate is when I'm going off roading. So Pentastar currently accounts for half of the combined total engines that power Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Ram commercial vehicles. And with this year's launch of the 2020 Jeep Gladiator pickup, they are going to, this, is going to be available in 16 models across 10 vehicle segments. The Pentastar design distinguishes itself with innovative features ranging from a completely integrated exhaust manifold to environmentally friendlier oil filter cartridges made from paper, which actually I finally got to see what um, my oil filter cartridge looks like um, when I got my oil changed the other week. I had him give me a step-by-step what I need to do, and it's not your typical oil filter. It's like this little round oil filter, which I didn't even know they had little round ones. Anyway, you learn something new every day. And with little or no modification, Pentastar engines can accommodate longitudinal, longitud- 
There are some really big words in this story today, Tony. <laughs> Longitudinal. Longitudinal. See, this This yes. is what gives you the appreciation for Josh so much because he just yes. flows through those so easily. Of course, he practices too. So, right. But, but yeah, it's it's a it's a bit of a trip. Let me ask Brian a quick question. Brian, uh, on on your uh, Wrangler, do you have the three six or the three eight? I have the three eight. I have a two thousand eight. So that's what Root is. Root. So that three eight has a history. It's a lot of negative comments on yeah. the interwebs and everything on that three point eight because most of them don't make it without problems to a hundred thousand. Fortunately, Root, knock on wood, um, we're sitting about almost 180, just everything oh, else wow. but the 3.8 has had problems. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. Uh, I, and this is off the record that I that I heard this, but I heard that there's three places that the 3.8 was made around the world. And if it was made in one place, then there was a, a, a you were more likely to have issues they found uh, at, at the dealerships. Uh, so, uh, you may, you have a, like a 33 and a third percent chance of having the issue where you get to a hundred thousand, it starts using more oil and then it spins a bearing or, or whatever it was on the, on the bottom end. So uh, I think if you made it to 180, you're, you're doing pretty good. So within four years of its launch, the flexibility helped FCA replace seven six cylinder engine families with a single V6 design that lends responsiveness and fuel efficiency to every vehicle in which it's offered. Now, these two attributes were key targets for the 2015 introduction of the upgraded 3.6 Pentastar, which boasts cool exhaust gas recirculation for greater efficiency, particularly under high load situations. And another thing is this second generation 3.6 Pentastar delivers a torque boost of up to 14.9% at engine speeds below 3000 RPM and that's where torque really counts, and that's what we want. FCA USA also enhanced fuel economy and refinement with addition of two-step val- variable valve lift. And in Canada, the country where the country's climate is classified as subarctic, the 3.6-liter Pentastar V6 is the best-selling engine for six years running. Well, I mean, if that's all you sell, and if you buy a Jeep, that's uh, <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of going to be it. Right. Um, so uh, I'm glad to hear this, uh, although I keep hearing the, the fuel economy side of it, and I don't see a great fuel economy as far as I don't see a great difference between what I'm getting and what you're getting, Tammy. I, I guess a mile or two miles per gallon uh, is significant. Um, it, it, it's just, it just doesn't seem that way. Brian, do you have any idea what kind of gas mileage you're getting on the 3.8? I'm actually surprised. I'm getting more than both of y'all. I'm getting about 15 to 16 on a good day. I might even get 17. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, my, my average is about 15. And, you know, I got the 35s. I got the lift. And, you know, I got, you know, all that stuff on it. So I'm actually pretty surprised. I was actually thinking you'd do a little bit better, Tammy. So so you're not being towed around, right? I mean, you're not cheating. You're actually <laughs> no. using the engine to move you along. <laughs> I'm a, it's a daily driver and it's a trail driver. So it's used for everything. Gee whiz. Now, I'm, I'm basing my miles per gallon based on what the computer is telling me. So, you know, I'm assuming that's right. Well, I mean, that's all, all I have to go by is, is basically what the right. computer is telling me as far as the odometer and uh, right. I mean, how much fuel I'm putting in. I mean, I'm, I'm putting right. in how much, uh, how much uh, gallons I'm putting in each time and doing a calculation on, the, on my smartphone. So I, I think it would be oh. the same, right? You're not keeping up with the, uh, how much um, fuel you put in? Do you warm your vehicle up before you get in it? Uh, maybe like, like 10 seconds. 
Okay, so yeah. I, well, you know, she but, waits but, for the but, heated but, seats to, to warm up, Brian. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lucky. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, because I know some people will do that. They'll they'll warm it up, and then, you know. So what I do, because uh, sometimes I'll do that. To be honest with you, um, I'll just reset so I can keep a good log of what I'm doing. Yeah, I guess maybe I I need to just do it manually. Oh, um, and that was the other thing, Brian. You're not you're an automatic transmission as well, right? Yeah, I'm automatic, um, and I use a uh, a bully dog um, that that platinum GT oh. as well, so I can see as I'm you know driving, you know whether it's on the trail, or whatever. So I'm, I'm very I monitor all that stuff, so every all the intake, everything. So so, so do you have uh, different tunes that you run on it, or are you just using it to I, monitor? Uh, the the big one because of that transmit I learned a lot when I got this transmission replaced. But generally, uh, if I'm towing, I'll change to that uh, setting. If I'm on the trail, I have a trail one. But anything outside of just my regular tune, um, one of the things that I learned was you got to be really depending on which programmer you use. Um, some historically have issues when you try and get the you know their their premium or performance tune. The trans that specific transmission doesn't play very well with some of those, um, so that that's something if you do use programmers, you definitely want to do the research. And I learned the hard way uh, on mine. Uh, I was trying to do a little bit better performance, and apparently using that over a time period of time is what really led to a lot of my transmission problems. Is that the what is it the forty two RLE? No, I can't, I can't. It's called the Platinum GT. It's specifically for my model uh, that Bully Dog makes. No, no, know. no. The transmission, oh. your automatic oh, transmission. Oh, I know. Honestly, I don't know okay. uh, that. Once it gets back that way, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I don't know. So that no, gotta, no problem. Uh, I know that uh, Nate recently had a problem uh, with uh, with his automatic transmission and his uh, uh, LJ, 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 uh, and uh, he. Um, uh, he was surprised to find out, as was I, that you if you get 100,000 miles out of one, it's uh, you're doing good. And a lot of it came around uh, or had to do with uh, overheating the uh, the transmission or, or getting it too hot. Exactly the problem I was having. It wouldn't, yeah. In fact, it wouldn't come out of second gear, and I thought I was going to blow up. Um, the uh, I, uh, I went to Gary's Transmission out here where I live at, and uh, those guys totally educate me. And it was exactly what you said. I said, man, you know what? You actually are lucky. <laughs> You're probably sitting about seventy, eighty thousand on the plus side before this thing probably should have, you goodness. know, That's had some good. problems. Yeah, so I was very fortunate there. So, do you um, have a transmission cooler on it now? Because I've I've heard that's the thing to do on on the the forty two uh, RLE. I didn't see. So I, I went to an aftermarket, um, and I really wish I would have got the model, but. Uh, this shop, this that's what this guy does, and he said, "Hey, I got a great aftermarket one." Um, so I'm not sure if it's exactly to spec like the Chrysler and all that, um, but it, this thing runs good. He said I shouldn't have that issue at all. Uh, no, that that sounds great. Now, did you did you see a, a gas mileage change between the two transmissions? You know, I did not. I was expecting that. Uh-huh. I really did. That's I was great. expecting. I was expecting that. Um, I was like, oh, we'll see what happens. But no, I didn't. I didn't have any. You know, po- positive changes. No negative changes. It's still running. But I can definitely tell you, it runs so much better. Uh, obviously, because it's new. I used to have to like start to start my vehicle. I used to have to like lean on the shifter and push it forward. And oh my gosh, start it that way because <laughs> it. it it, yeah, I had like, and it was like, that was the first thing. Then it was like, hey, I'm I'm getting these real quick jerks 
and it would stay in like second or third gear and rev to about 5,000 RPM. I would have to pull over, turn off, reset the computer, and then start again. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I was actually traveling. I was driving to the airport. I had to go on travel and, you know, five in the morning driving up to Raleigh and I'm just, I'm sitting about 4,000, 5,000 RPM and I had to make this trip. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pull over. And then finally I said, hey, I'm just going to see what happens. And so I rode all the way to the airport for about an hour uh, at about 4,000 RPMs in second gear. Ooh, and ooh. and uh, it was, I'm fortunate it was a cold day. Like yeah. I was watching my temperature. And that's why it's kind of, you know, I'm real, I encourage people to really think about possibly getting these computers, uh, whichever flavor you're looking at, because you know, monitoring those temperatures, I have found, I mean, because especially with, you know, the panels are going away from all the gauges when you're looking at vehicles that are older and the newer ones, you know, depending on which model, of course, you're, you're getting away from a lot of gauges. So you're getting away from a lot of information and, you know, having that, you know, information accessible because I'm constantly watching that. Uh, oh, it's great information it, to have. I, you know, yeah. I, I, I get fearful that Apple's going to come out with a car and all it has is one button. No, no steering wheel. You just got to do everything from the one button. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's not me. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it is really good to, to monitor those, uh, those temps and stuff. It's good information to have, especially, uh, whenever you're, when you see something unusual because it can clue you into, uh, possible issues and maybe, uh, keep things from, uh, from tearing themselves up. Uh, and you know, I think we need to get off this uh, transmission talk because uh, I think Nate's breaking out in a cold sweat right now, even though he's gotten his fix. <laughs> <laughs> If you've got a news tip or you have a response to any one of our stories, make sure you let us know by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how. Hey, and coming up in a few minutes uh, later in the show, uh, we're going to do an interview with Brian Root one, from Route 16. You've already heard uh, Brian a little talk a little bit about his Jeep, and uh, we're going to find out a lot more in uh, that upcoming interview. You know, we love taking our Jeeps off-road for a little action, and now you can get some Jeep action at home with Jeep Action Magazine. Check out their website at jeepaction.com and keep listening to the Jeep Talk Show to find out how you can win a year's worth of Jeep Action Magazines. That's jeepaction.com. You know, Brian, I think I, 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 I we chatted or something uh, months ago, and I said, hey, you want a Jeep Action Magazine? We're giving uh, two away each month. And you said, hell yeah. I said, well, just send me something. Send me a voicemail or send me something like that. And you never did, did you? I absolutely did. <laughs> Do you have a magazine? I don't. See, there's a disconnect someplace. So, uh, we well, didn't talk to I didn't talk to Tammy. That's probably what it was. <laughs> exactly. You know who the boss is, you right? Gotta, you got to schmuse. Oh, gee. Well, I'm glad I asked. I'm glad I mentioned it because uh, I, I was thinking you hadn't got to me because I don't remember sending your name over. Anyway, I'll have to check with Ben and see if we uh, if we sent, any, sent your name over there. It's a beautiful magazine. Uh, I enjoy seeing mine every month. And and uh, we can and you get to see a nice uh, picture of uh, Tammy uh doing something uh yeah. I, I guess it's not illegal if you're off road right tammy because there's no there's no road laws if you're if there's no road tammy's got a microphone right. in her hand like she's while podcasting yeah while she's uh somewhere in uh the deserts of uh new mexico i think i remember seeing that picture and that was one of the reasons like i know tammy's in that and so yeah right. i'm gonna wait to see that yeah uh, well we'll take care of you don't worry about that you're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. 
You know, we're always asking you to go check out the 4x4 Radio Network, and it's for good reason. There's a ton of great shows there to check out, uh, great shows there. So go over there and check out, oh, and tell your friends too, we've got something for everyone at the 4x4 Radio Network. How about the On the Trail podcast? You know, there's a lot of good technical information and a few jokes as well. Oh, Trail Chasers is there, getting regular episodes from those guys, and they're doing all kinds of off-road events. And and there's rumors that there's a renegade involved, and I think that's an actual Jeep, Tammy. Uh, The Center Steer podcast, uh, great information about uh, Land Rovers, and it's a lot of fun too. Great interviews over there. And don't forget about Dan, which we never do, and I don't know why it says that, uh, at the 4x4 (laughs) podcast lots of great off-road shows and it's all for free and it's all at 4x4radionetwork.com we'll see you there ever heard to wrap yourself in the jeep talk show merchandise yeah me either uh well now you can head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash store and you'll find t-shirts iphones and android cases all sorts of stuff and it's sporting the official jeep jeep talk show logo If you get some uh, JTS goodies, be sure and share a picture on social media. We'd love to see you sporting our goods. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut Shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. Well, Tony and Brian, I know I've done some fact-checking before on previous articles where Otto journalists um or alleged journalists um (laughs) right about um top cars worst cars that type of thing and so i saw an article today on facebook it was called forbes 15 new cars to avoid by jim gorzellini and honestly (laughs) i couldn't find out when this article was written but um I just had to do a little fact checking and what it did is it listed 10 new cars to avoid. Um, well, you, and I think you're saying it right there. It's that three letter word with the, the, the S yes. at the end cars. Jeep ain't a car. Daddy-o. I know exactly. Well, it lists three Jeeps within this top 15. Um, the Jeep compass was at number 11. The Patriot was number 10 and the Jeep Wrangler was number nine now this article is exactly why i'm embarrassed to say i was once a journalist <laughs> i think and, uh, cnn would be a good reason too. I msnbc know. that'd be another good reason <laughs> and and i i was a journalist uh 20 years ago um anyway especially the section on the jeep wrangler you know and unfortunately like tony said the current media has given journalism such a bad name and facts aren't really facts anymore and I really wonder if this writer has ever been in any of these vehicles he's written about. <laughs> so get your facts right, Mr. Gorzellini. Um, do a little research. Now, like Tony said, first off, you can't compare a Jeep to a car. You just, it, there's, it's like apples to oranges. I mean, it's even worse than apples to oranges. So he writes, some might argue that the iconic Wrangler and its four-door Wrangler Unlimited version is among the best-performing off-road vehicles. Who's arguing? No one's arguing. The Rubicon, of course, is one of the best-performing off-road vehicles directly off the assembly line. Second, he writes, the rake top Wrangler is is very difficult to manage. (laughs) False. 
he says that it takes over an hour to put the soft top, or he calls it rag top, back up. Um, obviously, this writer has no idea what he's talking about. If In the newer Wranglers, because that's what this is about, new cars, it certainly does not take an hour to get your new Wranglers top back on. At me, for most, it maybe takes five, maybe ten minutes, if it's all the way down and I have to put zip my windows back up. Now, I have a lifted Wrangler with 35-inch tires, and he claims that parking the Wranglers are is an issue, especially those tight spots. Uh, no, it's not any more difficult than your big SUV or your trucks. Not with, it, uh, not with excellent approach angle and 35-inch tires. You can kind of roll up on anything you want. <laughs> exactly. I have no issues parking in those tight spots. I even park in the compact car spots. Um, he writes, they suffer from limited passenger comfort, harsh and erratic ride and handling abilities, and excessive wind noise at higher speeds. <laughs> Okay. Yes. (laughs) Raise your hand if you bought your JK or JKU for passenger comfort comfort or a quiet, smooth ride. Um, You know, every time I hear about people talking about, hey, this lift, don't get this lift. It's too rough. Get this lift because it's this buttery smooth. You know, it's like I'm thinking, go buy a stinking Cadillac. Cadillac, Why do you have a Jeep to start with? (laughs) So then another negative is he writes, it sits high off the ground. (laughs) No kidding. That's not a reason to avoid buying a I'm going to get a nosebleed. We want them to sit higher, you idiot. Some Jeepers even add a lift kit to lift their Jeeps higher off the ground. Oh, my God. So then he writes, it has big tires. Again, no kidding. Another reason that it is not why we avoid buying a Jeep. That's why we buy them. And oh, hey, get this. You know, some people even buy bigger tires to put on their Jeeps like me. So then at the end, he like contradicts himself here. He says it's brawny enough to for a snowplow or the Rubicon Trail. Yes, that's why we buy a Jeep. But hey, didn't you say that some people argue about its off-road prowess? So I just had to look up Brawny to make sure I remembered what it really towel. meant. Yeah. Yes. And some of the cinnamons cinnamons, mm-hmm. some of the synonyms are rugged, powerful, strong, well built, powerfully built, powerful, and mighty. Now who doesn't want a vehicle like that? And and strangely enough, all those things are not used by Jim's wife to, to describe him. So <laughs> oh, so then last but not least. He writes, it's not really designed for optimal road driving to the grocery store. No, (laughs) Sherlock. I'm I'm reading reading ahead here. Sorry. No sane person buys a Jeep to go to the grocery store. Okay. Rant over. I was so annoyed with this article. So anyway. So, so did you guys ever see that thing about the, the, um, uh, sorry, J- sorry, Tammy, journalist that said that uh, when he shot the AR-15, it scared him and it, yeah. it hurt his shoulder. And, you know, My God, this yeah. is this is what I think of this this thing that you're talking about with this Forbes article, Tammy. It's just like it's not the Jeep isn't for everyone. And and kind of that's the point. Right. 
Right, exactly. We don't want just anyone in a Jeep. It's a well, family. Just under, yeah, understand the purpose. I mean, you go back to being the journalist. Understand the purpose of the vehicle is, is important. Obviously, this gentleman's a sports car guy. And he was evaluating, comparing it to something it was. You know, exactly. the Jeep's not designed for that. Um, and But it sells and it has great, I mean, it's not hard to move one uh, if you need to have one on the floor. And, you know, if you're looking at selling yours to pick up, you know, one of the newer ones, you generally can move it pretty easy as well. Yeah. I mean, so it's interesting that he's, you know, writing an article for automotive investments, but he just... You know, Jeep is, does a great job about the tops. They actually put a book in the glove box that actually tells you how to take exactly. off the top and put it back on. So maybe read the handbook next time. Or maybe don't, right. uh, don't try to put on the new top uh, in a 25, negative 25 degree temperature because uh, it, it ain't going to fit very well. <laughs> ain't going to happen. <laughs> and, I, and, I think, and I think Brian just pegs it because, you know, as a journalist, you need to put stories in perspective. And you can't, you know, you can't compare stuff that is not comparable. Well, you know, I, it's and, just, and then there was no, as far as what you read here, there's no laying out of uh, who the audience is that he's addressing. And, right. And certainly if you're a car person, if you're a, uh, you know, $35 replacement tire person that, you know, this tiny little thing and it's skinny and, and your MPG and it's a commuter vehicle and all the rest of this stuff or, um, you know, it, with, a, with a big trunk so you have a lot of space for the groceries. I mean, ad- identify the audience. But, but then again, as, uh, as somebody writing an article, and we see this time and time again, um, you don't get much interest in what you're talking about or writing about if it is sensible. You only get it if it's uh, out on a limb. And right. I, so I think that has a lot to do with it. Coming up later in the show, and this will be so much more fun than complaining about a a horrible journalist, Um, Nikki G, he's going to have some fun stuff for us. Hey, if you haven't heard, we're giving away stickers. All you have to do is send us a self-addressed stamped envelope, or S-A-S-E. To find out where to send it, head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You'll see how to contact us there. We will respond to you with uh, the mailing address where to send your S-A-S-E. I never can get through that twice. S-A-S-E. And for a limited time, you can be a JTS ambassador. Oh, God, I hope Brian doesn't sue us for using ambassador. Uh, you'll get more <laughs> stickers and JTS cards. Now you can leave a sticker or card under your windshield wiper of that badass Jeep you always see at, where not, we've, we've mentioned Target, Walmart. Where's another good place, Tammy? Um, off-road. Uh, the mall. The mall. The mall. Excellent. Uh, you should have gone with number two first. Just write ambassador on the envelope. And I noticed today we got another uh, envelope in for more uh, JTS stickers. So uh, there hasn't, uh, I, I guess maybe we've sent out a couple of hundred uh, so far. So, uh, and forgive me for saying so, but you bastards so putting up some pictures. I want to see pictures with the J, the, the Jeep Talk Show stickers on your rigs. Or, sp- have a- or, or slow-moving children. I don't care. Either one. The Jeep Talk Show. It's not about us. It's about you, the listeners. It's Tim from Torrance. Hey, Jeepers. This is uh, Rob. Hey, guys. It's Cody with TrailChasers.net with another grand adventure. Hey, guys. This is Cody from Indiana. Yoo-hoo. Hello, Jeep Talk Show crew. This is FJ Rick. Hi, guys. This is Joe. 
if a turtle doesn't have a shell, is he naked or homeless? Hey guys, this is Ron out in Arizona. Hey, hey what's up? Jeep Talk Show. This is Jason, Oregon Trail Off-Road. Hi, this is Jake from California, and I'm sitting here eating pork rinds for breakfast. Hey, this is uh, PAG Freak. Hey, Tony, Josh, Danny, it's actually Jake Collin. This is John, Runner 1982, and on today's Radio Context segment, I'm going to talk about APRS, Anal Probe Restraint System. No! No, 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 that's not right. We love our listeners. Hey, Tony, Tammy, and Josh, this is Jared from Backroad Exploration out in Utah, and I'm just calling in to tell you guys I love the show, been listening back episodes for a long time moving forward just trying to catch up somewhere in the middle of 2016 right now and uh, looking forward to hearing maybe a little bit of tips about uh, overlanding and keeping track of gear i've been exploring the back roads in utah for the last couple of years in my 2012 jku and i'm just working on all my um, storage boxes and things like that to keep track of our camping gear i'm looking forward to any recommendations that you guys have thanks bye Jared, you're not the first person that's asked for more overlanding stuff, and I always hate talking about things that I know nothing about. Uh, we've been looking uh, for uh, getting more of that content maybe in our contributor segment uh, uh, for you guys because I know there's a lot of interest in, in uh, overlanding, and uh, I don't uh, – uh, is that anything that, you, that you've done or you're interested in, Brian, overlanding with your Jeep? You know, uh, and we'll probably get a little bit later in the interview, but, I mean, I just uh, – started working with xg cargo and they specifically make uh gear for jk's and jl's right now i think they're going to expand that but they make some really cool stuff um that has they they use the space in the back of the jk jku um to put pouches and everything and i have this whole sportsman system it has molly and it's so easy to install uh, great company. They're very new. You're going to hear a lot about them. We're going to uh, I probably sorry seen some posts from me on there. But far as also another company working with is Intervision Battery. They make these power stations. So you're out there on the trail and you know you're not just using your battery for everything. Uh, so that's a great thing. I'm I'm going to work with probably FMC Full Mission Capable Overland. I'm going to talk to that gentleman this weekend actually with uh, meeting up with True Patriot at the Marine Corps Museum. And he's gonna, he has a great YouTube channel you can check out. He's a huge overlander, and uh, he's going to be testing some products for me probably. And we're going to be seeing some of that on YouTube and as well as on social media. But there's so much great stuff out there. Uh, it's, I think it's really growing. And there's so, like, you know, three, four years ago, there wasn't much stuff out there. But now there is. And, and I would also include, like, Atlas 46 as far as the way they have their tool rolls and their pouches and bags to make yeah. everything so easy uh, just a lot of great stuff that's available now uh that wasn't before and then you know utilizing space and efficiency is the key out there i'm not a big guy that wants to go through 50 bags to get to the one thing i need <laughs> i want to get to it when i need it i know the marshmallows were here where the hell is it right <laughs> it's, it's the last place you look tammy any interest in uh, an overlanding i mean uh, i guess you kind of oh, do would... that when you drive the four hours to uh to uh right uh i want to say Urari, but that's not right uh to roush creek. creek yeah Urari is six um <laughs> no i would love 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 just to take my jeep and go to every state park in the united states yeah and just you know go from place to place and just camp or pull over in the walmart parking lot and 
you know, sleep and then hit the road. <laughs> I can see some country um, bumpkins, you know, you're in yeah. your pop-up tent and they right. got this stick and they're going, they're poking the tent. Are you anybody in there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is, that is a dream of mine to do that. It'd be a lot of yeah. fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. And, and a lot better than the the big uh, $80,000, which is probably uh, probably low now, RVs you know, that you buy when you, right. when you retire and you, you drive every place and, right. and then you get stuck someplace because they're not off-road vehicles. I'd much rather have a, a nice off-road vehicle with a pop-up tent. Right. So one day, that's, that's my, my dream. Um, to, to be like Dan over there in Africa, but I'll just stay here in the States where I don't have to go through. Um, but Tammy, when we interviewed Dan, Greg, you were ready to go over there. You were like, Dan, oh, no. where are you going to be? I need GPS coordinates. I'm coming now. <laughs> no, I would love to do United States and Canada, but I don't think listening to some, reading some of his stories. Oh my God, that would be so frightening. Such an adventure um, though. Yes. I, it's amazing. I, I don't think that... I, I don't think I could go that long without, you know, the just the comforts of home. But uh, it would be it'd be great if we had teleporter technology where I could just pop in and he could just look, you know, because he's so nice. You can just tell he's just so nice yeah. on the interview. I could just see him going, ah. well, you know, the next time I teleported in. Oh, hi, Tony. Right. <laughs> he's back. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, Tammy, here in North Carolina, uh, the Outer Banks has a overland trail. So it's something you could probably just start out with, you know, figure uh-huh. out, you know, the, like a short trip, obviously right. good time of year, got the beach, so some really great things. But, you know, people generally, that's one of the big things out here. You could just go to the beach and actually take the uh, Outer Banks Overland Trail. Um, huh. It's, and you go out to Cape Lookout National Seashore. Right. Um, so it's, it's pretty nice out there and it's, it's probably a good one to kind of a feeler of how to get your gear right. Do you have any way of getting your Jeep in the backyard, uh, Tammy? Not well. Yeah, I could probably get it in the backyard. Because I'm thinking, if you start small, you know how kids yes. camp out in the backyard. You could get <laughs> right. you a tent and then get the jeep in the backyard. And you guys don't bother me unless it's important. Because I'm camping. <laughs> I'll I'll just do it in the front yard because I always drive through. Oh, our the yard, neighbors so. would just be uh, certain that you yeah, were insane. Be, they now everybody knows me. They're like, oh, their jeep mom's doing it. There again. she goes again. <laughs> From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Ah, yes, boys and girls. You know, it's that time again. Time for another uh, Jeep Talk Show interview. And uh, you've, you've already heard him talking here in the uh, in the show. It's uh, Brian Plummer uh, from uh, Route 16. Brian, thanks a lot for being with us tonight. You know, Brian is the owner of Route 16 Off-Road, Inc. He has served 20 years in the Marine Corps. I always want to say corpse every stinking time from 1989 to 2009. In 1996, he returned from overseas trip. He was uh, he purchased his very first Jeep. I, I guess you were just happy to be alive and you said, damn it, I'm going to get a Jeep. I've always wanted one. It was a white 1989 XJ that he called Baby. And, and if I recall the last uh, interview or maybe the one before that, he, he literally jumped it one time. And I don't mean him jumping it. Oh, yeah. He jumped it. And, uh, and it kept going. It wasn't taco afterwards. Anyway, later on, he purchased a Jeep ZJ, but said it just wasn't the same. In 2011, he bought a 2008 maroon, which is also uh, code for red. 
Uh, JKU named Root, <laughs> which is the rig you see in many of the uh, Root 16 social media pictures. Root 16 is an online site where you can buy Jeep goodies. And, and I think that I should underline that Jeep goodies because they're just, they're just so fun to get. It's fun to shop, especially online. And you can do that by going over to root16.com and uh, shopping online there. I mean, the site's still up. You still got stuff to sell, right, uh, Brian? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're, uh, we're, redoing the website a lot i kind of i just did a lot of re-envisioning the last few months um you know a few months ago i i you know a couple things was i was reviewing the last couple years and just so much of my time was dedicated and committed to this brand and, and i was neglecting the whole purpose of why i started it so i just looked at my time i said you know i, I was very close to selling I had two great offers but two of the people that are looking at purchasing it i I just didn't think they would take it to where it needed to go. And the person that probably that would have came together, I probably might have sold it to them. But I rethought some things and I went back to the map and said, hey, what did I start this for? I actually re-listened to my very first interview that I did with the Jeep Talk Show. Oh, wow. And, yep, and, you, didn't, and you didn't sell. I figured it'd be the other way around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I sat there and I was like, okay. Because, I mean, I wanted this to be fun. And... The biggest motivator for me to start Route 16 Off-Road was because I got screwed over uh, on some LED light bars. Uh, horrible brand. They're still out there. I won't say their name or anything, but you know, the hate and discontent still on their brand. And I was like, you know what? That's not right. Uh, I know I'm going to figure out how to do this. And I did. And it was about bringing people together, you know, keeping things in a positive. Because for me, hitting the trail, going out to these events, uh, spending time with my kids, you know, doing the off-road thing. It, it's about those positive things. It's great therapy for me. It's it's something that I really enjoy. And I met some great people along this journey. So what I want to do this year was look at, you know, how do I say my thank you? Because again, again, it's about going that full circle. So I'm doing this people and brand celebration. So everything's focused right now on doing that. So we have about 20 plus brands. We're really focused on some of them are like very my very first big brand that we connected with that has been a great supporter from day one has been worn you're going to have some other you know core cornerstone brands like your best top your high lift jack your jt brooks um power tank so we're, we're going to be reaching out to them and we already reached out to a few but then you're gonna have some new brands that you know maybe some people might not be aware of like some i've already mentioned uh with atlas 46 uh the innovision battery they make those great power packs the uh, XG Cargo, and some others. And we're just really excited about it. And so what we're doing with that is it's gonna, we're now going to utilize our YouTube channel, something that I've been kind of bouncing back and forth on. And honestly, it's just because we really didn't have a solid plan for it. You, you don't want to copy what everyone else does. Because right. generally, that's what you see in social media. And mm -hmm. I, I, just like my logo, I want to be different, but I want to stand out. But I, I want it to be sincere what we're doing. And this right here is something that we looked at. And so we're going to, uh, so you're going to see some brands, you're going to get their story. And it's something that I, I reached out to you guys uh, as well about. Uh, I think, you know, people want to hear more about, you know, from the, the brand itself, like who you are, uh, some of the people within the brand that want to say the story and all that. And then some individuals, you know, some of my brand ambassadors, uh, I'm going to highlight, uh, tell their story. They're, some of them are just doing some amazing things out there, starting their own clubs, having their own events, getting people together. You know, you know, the whole thing is about educating people, 
getting them out doing something positive, seeing people grow out there. And, and that's what I love about, you know, listening to you, Tammy, is just hearing you grow after every experience. You know, I remember the first time you talked about the first time going out there to things that scared you. And now you're leading people out on the trail and you're taking that experience and you're learning from that. And it's going to be better the next time. We're, you know, this is all about self-improvement and making not just yourself, but other people better. And that's the great thing about that. There was all the negativity out there, you know, bringing that positive and, you know, being able to take some of these brands who are doing amazing things out there, not just as a company putting out fantastic products, but they're doing amazing things in the industry. I mean, you look like a, a company like Warren, Factor 55, you know, your best top, your Casey Highlights, you know, they are always out there at these big events. I, I can't tell you, like Casey Highlights, you know, talking to those guys, they treat me like I'm a Fortune 500 company, just an amazing brand. And they're not that big. People think they're a giant company. They're not that big as far as people. But hearing that story from them would be just something really cool that we can do. And so those are things we're going to reach out, hopefully get some good video. Uh, we'll put some things out there on social media as we go up. But we're this is what this year is about. It's about celebrating those brands, celebrating those people. We're also going to look at some some clubs. You know, one great club that I met just last year, late in, late last year, was uh, Going Coastal uh, Jeep Club. Those guys. So normally out here they have a uh, Outer Banks uh, event that this one company does is, is out there. It fell through. They're like, yeah, we're not going to do it anymore. Well, this group of Jeepers is like, man, we we got to do it on short notice. These guys put together an amazing event. It was so well organized and. You know, like for me, I've last two years, I've been hitting tons of events. I've gone yeah. to them. I've helped promote them, you know, big, small, indifferent. So I've seen a lot. These, What these guys did as a group, a solid group, and they, it was the most organized event that I attended. And you would have thought they were planning this thing months out. They literally did it within two weeks. They had things together. It was I didn't have any questions. They it was amazing where I've gone to these large events and like the day of the event, you're still thinking, okay, Hey, where do you want me at? Where's that guy that you've been talking to? Like just disorganized. And they, and they're, they're very involved club. And, uh, I will say though, they, those, those guys, they, they have this cause they're out in outer banks area. Uh, they have this whole pirate thing going. So it's, it's very interesting to, at their event, but, uh, we'll be definitely looking forward to their outer banks Jeep van later this year, but it's about, you know, telling these stories beyond, uh, you know, here in North Carolina or the Southeast, it's sharing these stories, but also getting those stories, uh, stories, uh, stories <laughs> from abroad. You know, um, one thing that we got going on, one of a, a guy, a gentleman, yet pretty much out here, his name's Frank Coaches, um, retired firefighter, an amazing guy. He has two beautiful red Jeeps. So there you go. Ding, 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 Tony. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's sleeping. But, uh, yeah, he is. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, so he he's a retired firefighter, and um, you know he I, I, he would be a great guy to have on the show sometime. But so when he doesn't have any going on, he's out in Yawari cleaning the trail system on his own. So just drive out there, took three, four, five, six bags of garbage, be doing it. So he's always out there. Um, he actually teaches now at the uh, community college for uh, firefighting. Uh, students, uh, people that are looking to, you know, that pick up that trade, but he's going to uh, Easter Jeep Safari this year. And one of the things we're doing with Frank um, is he, we're going to document the story because not everybody gets the opportunity to, to do that. You know, so it's kind of maybe a bucket list thing. It might be one of the things that, yeah, just, just not going to add, not in the cards, but we're going to, you know, as he's traveling, he's going to go to places and, 
you know, someone's able to catch him on the road with his, you know, big dually and his Jeep being towed, take a picture of that, or, you know, they end up meeting Frank, you know, we're going to look at that on social media. And once he, you know, it's, I think mid April, he's taken off and then probably like a month trip or so, you know, back and forth. But we're going to look at probably handing out some swag from some good stories out there. And Frank's going to share some of his things. So maybe people are planning to go out to Easter Jeep Safari. What are some things to have? Like one of the things that people don't know, I didn't even know until I started talking to Frank was about mud flaps. So Tammy, did you ever hear about mud flaps out there? You need to have them if you're driving your rig outside the Moab trail. No, I did not. I was, God, the Jeep I was in, I don't think it had mud flaps. Right. Apparently out there, if you're driving around town, you need to have mud flaps or you're going to get a ticket, but it's like little things like that to know. Say, hey, you know, I can maybe make a hookup system where I can take them off and put them on, whatever. But getting those things in, you know, listen like to like on the Overland thing, listen to Dan Greck tell his story and the things he's learned and read through his book. And, you know, that's how we get better, too, and be able to share those things and and, and maybe motivate somebody saying, you know what? I never even thought about getting a Jeep, but that right there inspired me. I'm going to get one and I'm going to get off this couch and we go go outdoors and enjoy that. Go play outside. And where you can do that, you can take your Jeep and do it. You can go some amazing places. You kids go outside. Uh, so let me roll you way, way back. I didn't want to inter- interrupt you. As a, you know, I'd forgotten when we do these interviews, you you just do a great job of pre- presenting. And I, I just like listening. But anyway, let me roll no, you way, I just way to back. Say, Tony, I am so proud of you for not interrupting him. <laughs> I'm like Tammy's, shocked. Tammy's got issues about uh, interrupting her. Uh, but anyway, uh, you were seriously considering selling the Route 16 brand? Yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm telling you, I got to a point I was no longer happy doing this. I was... Uh, you know, disappointed at some things. Um, you know, I think it's just, it's just, it's a part of the part of being in business. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, you look at people tell their stories about, you know, how this, this didn't happen this way and that, uh, because you know, it's not just investing your money. Your, it's also investing your time and it's investing in people to, you know, Hey, you know, I believe in you, you believe in this and, and you're looking for those things to come. And, you know, I've been so fortunate, you know, I have like two team members. They have been with me from pretty much day one and so fortunate. And I've met these people just out and about on the trail. In fact, uh, you know, Frank out, we call him Frank the Tank. We have two Franks. So Frank the Tank, he, uh, <laughs> a former Marine, but uh, he, uh, he lives out in Wilmington. I met him up in Wake Forest the very first time that I popped open my tent. Like I, it was just out of the bag, if you will, and so you didn't realize much. he was in the tent whenever you opened it. Is that <laughs> is that that's that's kind of uh, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't necessarily happen that way, but it was close, and he just started to help me, you know. And we started talking, and uh, you know, and then watching his Jeep journey from the first time I see it to where it is now is just amazing. Um, and you know, obviously, you guys know Gretchen and stuff. I mean, that girl puts everything into this brand, um, and she's willing to learn and just her what she has done from the first time the first event to what she does now has just been amazing and you know she's had a kind of a journey similar to tammy where you know i remember the first time that i met her you know we're trying to help her like you know on the trail and get that confidence to you know hey you're going to be fine that rig's going to do what it needs to do you know just listen to your spotter and have that confidence in them and they're going to take care of you and you know just not to where she's at now and and just it's amazing um, you know, and I got some great, you know, team members and there's this great, uh, off-road club out here called Nightcrawler 4x4 
those guys have been buds since high school. And I say it like that, like they, you know, they're older guys. They're actually, you know, I think their youngest guy still, he's a senior in high school. He has a red XJ. So there you go, Tony, another red Jeep. Um, But they, they are always at the fence. If I say, Hey, you know, if you, can you guys show up and help me with this? These guys are there. They are so committed. Um, I I love it. Are they the guys that were in the, um, the hammocks hammocks? when I was at URI? Yes. Slackers. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, those guys are awesome. Uh, are you talking you know, about the Route 16 hammocks? Yep. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I remember those. Those were really cool. <laughs> but no, these these guys show up. It's dark. They were out wheeling, and they come to our campsite, and they are stringing these hammocks one on top of the other, and they're kind of like little bunk beds. Oh, like the Three Stooges. I remember beds. when they did that. <laughs> and they're they're all just sleeping in their hammocks because they you know, and then they get up the next morning and i mean it was really cool they like night whaling hey brian are you guys still doing the the events where you set up the tents and uh, you interact with the folks and sell a few things oh absolutely so you're gonna you're gonna definitely see us out there i'm really tar- there are going to be some events we did last year that we're not going to participate in um so I've, I've already participated in a couple believe it or not so went up to uh um, S- snow camp north carolina I actually went pheasant hunting this year um up in February, in February, went up there. We helped, uh, we donated same things to that event. Um, and then uh, this weekend, hit, linking up with True Patriot at the Marine Corps Museum. We're going to, so we have a bunch of former Marines. We're going to go over there and just love ourselves and, and all that. And that's just in look Virginia, at the, right? Yep, Quantico out there. That yeah. beautiful, beautiful building. Have um, you ever been there? I have. Uh, it's absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I've been there. Heck it's yeah, a really cool museum. So it's got to be a lot of fun interacting with the folks uh, whenever they come up and uh, they want to know what you got. And I would assume you got some stuff there in the the tent with you. Uh, I mean, some parts uh, or not parts, but some goodies uh, hanging around. So yep. uh, I would think that interaction, I would think that would be maybe the the worst thing is having to set up the tent and sit out there all day. But the great part would be the interaction with everybody walking up. You, and I, I will tell you, um, one of the best events that we were in was actually the spring last year's spring Yawari Jamboree. It was the last Yawari Jamboree. Now it's like outdoor summit. Um, it was like cold, rainy. It was sleet that night. Uh, <laughs> it's like the end of March and we're getting sleet. Yeah. Um, but we did really well that day, and it just the interaction, and we were able to hand out some stuff and. Uh, you know, and think about it is, is, you know, people now know who we are. So you see the only time you see certain off-roaders or Jeepers is at these events. So it's really cool. Um, so it's going to be really good. One of the, one events I'm really looking forward to is the Virginia beach Jeep fest that's happening on April 5th to 7th. Um, that's going to be really neat. They've been, they've been doing it for the last few years. They're still kind of getting it out there. It's very affordable. That's one of the great things about this event. Very affordable. And they're doing things. I believe they're putting together like care packages and stuff like that to send to troops overseas. Um, oh, that's great. so the way they're doing their raffles is pretty good. And, you know, obviously definitely doing the Carolina trails, you invasion, going to see Jeep mama there. So absolutely doing Yay. that. So do you yeah. think that you're in a good area uh, to, I, I know you're online and you're all across the country and in, in, in the world, but do you, do you think you're in a good area to, for the, the selling of Jeep stuff? Cause it seems like everybody wants to be in California uh, whenever they're, uh, they're selling uh, anything car related, Jeep related. I, I think you have to understand your market. Um, there's certain products that just are not going to move. Like 
I would say out here you have a combination of people that have the super builds, um, you know, had the really highly uh, heavily invested Jeeps, and then you have just a, you know, you know, I would consider myself just the average Jeeper, you know, right. I, I, you know, build things as I save up for it and stuff like that. Uh, so like the fancy things I like to shoot out there sometimes, I, I mean, I understand that not everyone uh, is going to be able to afford those things. But I think the big thing here is you are privileged to one have like for me, you are only 45 minutes away too easy to go out there and meet new people and, and all that, or just link up. Um, and you're, you're privileged to just, you know, what people are using, what changes, you know, especially in the office. So you're always kind of a little bit in the very close to it. Uh, there's a lot of clubs out here uh, you get exposed to. Mm-hmm. And you you learn probably good and bad. And I think that's in any business. Uh, there's some things you're like, oh, man, everyone's going to want this thing. And then nobody wants it. And you're like, oh, that stinks. But that's, that's just live and learn um, kind of thing. But I think this, like I said, like this year, our real focus, I mean, we're still going to do sales. We're really focused on the project build and club where we have been really successful have been, you know, the individual that's looking to, I just bought a Jeep. I want to build it up. I want to put this amount of investment into it. Okay, go. And then obviously clubs will have reached out to us, say, hey, we want three of those, four of those. Those are really fun to do and they don't take as much time. Whereas the onesie twosie, one of the biggest problems when you are e-commerce and you're a small company, you know, don't really have a tremendous amount of staff, obviously, and and you know someone hits you up for, hey, I need a quote on this, and then you're trying to haggle over like Facebook messaging over five dollars, <laughs> and you know it's just it's you know because investment goes both ways. So I I mean I, I talked to one club just recently because they reached out to us uh, about donating you know some stuff. Uh, for their individual event that's helping just that club. It's not for a cause or anything. And, uh, you know, you, you got to really look at, hey, I want to help everybody. But, you know, you have to have a little bit of a return on investment. You know, of how does course. that help your brand and, yeah. and everything? You know, and, and that's what I love about working with you all because, man, I can't, I still have a couple Jeep talk show stickers. I love promoting you guys. I love putting your stuff out. I love when I meet somebody that's never heard you and you tell them, hey. Well, that's everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You shouldn't show you. You almost up that million mark. I look at I look at that all the time, that ticker. I'm so proud of you guys. And, uh, you know, it's when they listen to your podcast, they're like they're now they're, they're starting to understand the culture because it generally, I, I can say this, when, when individuals don't really – they just focus on what that one club is saying or that one guy. Oh, yeah. They're not really in the know. And it's, it's about taking different bits of information because the one thing about your Jeep, it should be not someone else's, but it should be yours. Yes. You need right. to make it yours. Your tires, your wheels, whatever you want to do with it because that's what makes it special. If you're doing what everybody else wants or tells you, you're not going to have the same experience, say, uh, you know, any of any three of us, you're, you know, because – that's where the joy is like, man, I put that in or I got that or I did the research. You, it's Everything's blood, sweat, and tears. And then you, when you see it perform, that's like, oh, man, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of you, Jeep. You know, Root, I love you. You know, that's, <laughs> that's it. Now, is something you said um, earlier, and you talked about your YouTube channel and, you know, doing more videos and um, being not – being a copycat and I think that's so important and I think that just it it encompasses what the Jeep community is it's like 
nobody's really copycatting anybody like what you just said. And, you know, you just got to be your own person. And I think um, that for me on YouTube is, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do and I'm going to do it my way and I'm not going to, you know, be a copycat YouTuber. And I think what you said about inspiring people and I, I just, I feel like that's what this Jeep community is. It lets you be your own person and you don't have to be the in-crowd copycat person. And I think we all inspire each other. And I, I just think that's an amazing thing that you're doing with Route 16. I agree with you. Uh, everything you said there, uh, it's just true because I love when we get around the campfire and we talk. If if you broke down the demographics of just, say, the Carolina Trails, Uwari Invasion, the different scopes of people, their background, uh, their lives and everything, we should not interact. In all exactly. Honesty, you know, if you looked at the way the world is scoped today, we. but you know what? We come together because we focus on what we have in common and we love it. And if someone needs help, we're there to help them. And, and that's really what it's about. It's not, you know, you have, it's like, it's like brotherly and sisterly love. You might throw a jab here and there. Uh, oh, you got those tires. Oh, those wheels, whatever. But it's all just kind of like that brotherly, sisterly love. End of the day, you're there for that wheeler. You want them to succeed. You're there to help them. And, you know, we're, when we get done off the trail, everything's safe. Everybody had a great day. We celebrate together and we all are better from the time that we started to the time we get to that campfire. We have improved and that's an amazing journey. Let me ask you and something. I don't want to, I don't want to beat this to death, but uh, I want to make sure that uh, there's going to be some people out there that kind of get kind of nervous about the, the selling of the brand. Um, that's something that you considered, but you're not, there's no, uh, short-term uh, plans to be selling the brand. It's, it's still going to be, because I think you're very much the, the reason why people enjoy the Route 16 brand is because of your vision and, and how you approach things. So uh, maybe you can set some of the, uh, set our listeners' mind at ease by uh, letting us know what the, the future plans of selling the brand are. Oh, no, definitely, definitely not doing that. Uh, and like I said, like this year, we're just really focused heavily on kind of like getting back to the, if you will, the root of things. And <laughs> Nice job. <laughs> you, know, you know, and, and just, you know, I, I really am looking forward to meeting some new people out there, hearing their stories, engaging that. And this was one thing that I, you know, I can't, I'm looking forward to Frank's trip. That's just going to be amazing. We're going to learn so much from that. And I think it's just going to be a really good thing to share out there. But one thing that I, I thought about doing, and I would love to integrate with y'all, and I, I should have hit you up before, but it just hit me now. But, you know, every time we have like an event, we try and do like a quick interview or something like that. But it, it doesn't necessarily go always perfect. You know, hey, what's the best thing in your rig? And they give you 20 things <laughs> instead of that one thing. So we're going to go with probably something like, hey, you know, who are you? What's in your rig? And then someone could share what it is. And, and you know, I think it's just something that's kind of interesting. And maybe somebody will tell us something we haven't really heard and we could learn something about, too. Mm -hmm. And because that's one thing I love about listening to Jeep talk show is just listen, you guys said, man, I don't know. Even tonight when I'm just like, oh, let me look that up. You know, I know Tammy does shopping, but, you know, I'm actually here for the information, too. <laughs> I'm such a but, bad shopper. <laughs> you need to get that winch. Uh, I, I know, you. I know, I know. I'm hoping to win one at one of these events. You know what? I think you're going to have a good shot at Caroline Trails. Uh, I, I, I know they so. have one already. Um, they might get another one. Who knows? But I know Brian uh, is doing a great job about getting some great sponsors for that event. 
So, Brian, what do you think is your best selling item? What is it that people want the most from Route 16? I would say LED lights, uh, pretty much like the headlights, the multicolor ones. Um, we work with, uh, you know, we've had some good success with KC, uh, but, you know, some of those products uh, sometimes are just out of the range of what people can afford, at least in our area. So, they generally will go with like an X-Bright brand. Um, they've had really good success. I haven't had anybody come back to me uh, and had any issues. I actually, uh, they sent me, uh, they sponsored me some taillights and uh, I had a tiny fray when it came out of the package and I hit up the gentleman that used to be there. I hit him up, sent a picture, said, hey, I don't, I don't know if you guys do QA, but this is the way it came out of the box. I wasn't mad. I said, hey, it's just a no, tiny you, you fray. You need to let them know so that the, the next one will be like that. Yeah, I think that's Absolutely. what I do. And what he said was like, hey, mail it back we'll send you another one and he says i'll send it out today i was like no no you don't i, I was just so impressed by that though because no that's the way to do business that is exactly yeah. the way you should do things so i was very impressed with them i mean because you know there are some brands out there that they are set for affordability uh and it, they are what they are and some things just understand you know with certain products depending on what it is um it may not last as long as certain ones whatever right not speaking about x price specifically but just across the board you know when you represent 600 brands is you know you got to figure out what you can truly afford and you know how long you're expecting it to last well it's a um, learning experience too because you don't know about these things until you start getting feedback from customers as far as the issues that are coming up so it's it's kind of, it's pretty much a crapshoot for you i mean you can do research you can talk to them uh, you can search on the internet, but uh, really it's the experience, the time that you're in business and, and finding out what's going on with your customers, I would imagine. Yeah. And you know what? And if they're on the fence, I just tell them, hey, you know what? Save up. Because if you save up and you buy that top end brand, you won't have these questions because right. you're going to have confidence. There's a huge difference, tremendous difference between buying a cube from KC uh, highlights and then other places. Because I mean, like my three by fours, they're sealed. Like you're not going to worry about condensation and all that. And that's, that's one of the things that I kind of look at. And, uh, you know, they've been around since 1972. And oh, yeah, they, KC's old. Know, I had a KC's on my 83 pickup. So, yeah, they've been around a long time. You know, and people say, oh, man, I'm not sure. It's like, you know what? You, there are some things you really do get what you pay for. And that brand, you know, great warranty. They, they're just an amazing brand. I, I'm so fortunate to have the opportunity to work with them and so many other, you know, top end brands. Um, just very, very fortunate. And, and again, that's one of the biggest reasons why we're looking at doing the, uh, you know, people and brand celebration this year is, is to make sure that they know that, yeah. hey, we're, we're definitely looking at them. It's, it's great um, to have the story behind uh, the, the company, especially when you think it's just this huge machine and there's there's no caring people in it. It's it's nice to find out, you know, the, the people, like I said, behind the uh, behind the scenes, so to speak. Now, Brian, as, as I often do, I sometimes uh, give our guests million-dollar ideas, and it occurred to me that you were talking about headlights, LED headlights. Uh, it occurred to me a, a million-dollar idea for you. Now you could actually R and D this yourself, or or maybe have it uh, have it done overseas. Uh, but the I was thinking you could come out with a line of headlights that on one of the headlights it had a a little timer in it, and, and the timer would be random, and it would randomly turn the, the 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 headlight just one of the two on and off. It would flicker it, you know, and you could call these the Jeep Mama headlights, and someone. Yeah. <laughs> 
the Jeep Talk Show Jeep Mama headlights, and then uh, you know, and, and I would take twenty five percent off because it would only the headlight would only be on about you know seventy five percent of the time. Oh, I man. am going to switch out. <laughs> The, he- the headlight is off again, and it's, it's oh, is totally, it? yeah, it is, it is, That's great. Um, Jeff with Adrenaline Off-Road, he's, has, uh, has committed suicide because he doesn't no. want to work on your headlight anymore. <laughs> no, he says this happens a lot with the aftermarket headlights is the plugs just aren't, yeah, the, um, they're not compatible. factory, they're not OEM type right. style, they're not the, the quality that you, you get from Jeep, no. Right. So I'm going, I do have another pair of headlights because I thought it was a faulty headlight. It's not the headlight. It's actually the, the, the wiring. And I, when I went to the Uari invasion, you know, the guy said, oh, you need to zip tie it. And I, you know, it was zip tied and we taped it and everything. It's just, you know, jiggling around and just comes loose. So I'm going to try these new headlights that I bought. They're $200 headlights and we'll just keep our fingers crossed or you know, if I ever get pulled over, I'll just... <laughs> Hey, watch this episode. You know, my YouTube video. Hey, Brian, I don't know if you heard the episode or not, but I, I don't know if you you heard me where I said if somebody could go in and scrape the Rubicon off the side of her Jeep and maybe oh. put Winky in the same uh, the same font or Blinky, one of the two, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's you, probably the person that you know that took her shackle might do yeah. that. <laughs> watch out! You might want to watch out. I uh, knew that was coming. There's a thief out there. The mission, the missing D-ring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's miss- probably, he's probably jiggling that headlight white harness loose. <laughs> well, actually, the D-ring is probably caught up on the wiring and it bounces yeah. and it pulls it apart. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, Brian, where can people find you on the internet, on social media and, and all that kind of stuff? So, uh, website, it's cur- currently, uh, we're redoing it. There's, st- there's stuff on there. You can check it out at www.route16.com, R-O-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X.com. Um, if you go to route16.blog, it'll go to that same site as well. We're going to start, we just cleared out the blog and then we're going to put new things in this year. Also on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, route16 all together. R-O-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X. Um, you'll find us on there. And we're pretty active, um, pretty much because I'm the one that's really behind a lot of that. So the... Uh, I, You know, ahead. we know, Tony and I know the history, but there may be some new listeners, and it didn't dawn on me until I was listening to you say Route 1-6. What is Route 1-6? What does that have to do with... It's farming, isn't Jeeps? it? It was like the yeah. 16th tractor that you owned, and, uh, you know... <laughs> So anyway, just for for our new listeners who may not have caught up on some of the old episodes. Yeah, so uh, I I love that. I get so many compliments on that logo. Uh, So if you look at our logo, it's an American flag background. And then in the foreground, you'll see like a mountain scenery. It's like a small hill depression. It goes up and then goes into a plateau. It's actually a square root symbol that was made into a mountain uh, pattern. And then the 16s on the side of that. So it's actually the square root of 16, uh, square root of 16, four, four square, four by four. And it's got that Jeep going up that incline. So really, really enjoy that logo. I was doing really it wrong. Yeah. I was getting 3.75 and I was really confused. I just, I, I didn't get it, oh. but four by four makes more sense. <laughs> Tony, Tony. 
the square root of 16 people four by four so there you go i'm yeah. glad you asked that i thought about that earlier tammy but uh yeah it, that's kind of the the downside to having uh, uh the guest return because uh, you know, the, the, the old questions that you've asked, you know, it's, you don't like right. repeating yourself. People, you know, always give you a hard time if you repeat yourself and, uh, it's always good to repeat yourself in, uh, in media. Well, Definitely. Brian, thanks a lot for being with us tonight and, uh, uh, make sure that you, uh, I haven't uh, chatted with, uh, with Gretchen, uh, on the Facebook in a long time. Uh, tell her I said hi next time you see her and, uh, I hope to see great things from you guys and don't talk about selling the, the selling the store, man. That's a scary <laughs> yeah, we're we're not going anywhere. Uh, just had to rethink some things. And again, if you're not doing something you love, you shouldn't do it. And that's the big thing. I had to get back to to the place where I'm actually enjoying it and loving it. And oh, I'm yeah. glad I'm back there. Well, I'm glad you rethought it, and I'm glad you're uh, going at it again. Those are the successful people, the people that don't give up. Definitely. Do you have an idea for a guest? Do you work in the off-road industry or know someone who does? Or maybe you would like to be a guest on the Jeep Talk Show. Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact now and share your idea for our next great guest. Hey, guys. This is uh, Roger with uh, Mudbug Jeep. Hey, uh, I just finished listening to your show, and uh, I had a couple of questions. I'm in the middle of a, of a build. Uh, I'm building out this uh 87yj um i took out i took out the engine uh and uh swapped it for uh uh 350 from a 79 camaro i'm putting an efi on it and it was doing the whole works but my question is um about cryo the, the cryogenic freezing could you cryogenically freeze the blockers if you wish to like send them out and, and, and freeze them. I mean, I know you guys talked about uh, the gears, but uh, I'm just wondering about the lockers. I mean, is, there, is it worth it? Um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, and another thing, uh, the high lift jack. Yes, the high lift jack. Um, I'm going to defend the high lift jack only because um, I've been stuck in a situation where we've had four Jeeps, and two of them had a winch. One of them had a uh, high lift jack, which is mine. And uh, there was another Jeep that got into this uh, sort of kind of like a dry lake bed with shallow water. And he got really stuck in there. He thought he was going to be able to get out. And it was a Rubicon. He went in. Uh, he thought he was going to be able to come out uh, like nothing. And so this other guy went down and hooked this winch uh, to his rear toe point, and um, he's uh, something, I don't know what happened to his winch, he just, uh, all of a sudden, it stopped. Then the other came, the other guy came down, and he hooked up to the, to the, uh, to the two vehicles, the two, the two Jeeps, and uh, I think his uh, fuse blew out, I don't know, something happened, and relay, I don't know, either way, I was the only one left, and I didn't want to get down there because I knew I was going to get stuck because I didn't have any lockers on or anything. So what we did, we tried, uh, um, we tried uh, doing kind of like a come along with our with our winch, and uh, I mean with our winch with our high lift jack. So we connected, we connected some toe straps and some 
some uh, some winch lines, and we actually started doing a little bit of a come along with it. And it it kind of did save the day, you know. You got him out, and and uh, you know everything was good. Um, and trusty old high lift jack. I mean, they're dangerous, but I, I can agree that they're dangerous if you buy the knockoff cheap kind. Well, that's my thing about the the um, high lift jack. Um, on another note, uh, I might be sending you guys uh, a couple of like uh, stuff. Uh, and a flyer for one of the events that we're we're going to be holding out locally here down down by uh, the border in South Texas here, Laredo. Um, it's going to be benefiting uh, Building Homes for Heroes. It's an uh, organization that builds uh, homes for uh, disabled veterans and retrofits uh, their homes to um, uh, to meet their needs. So uh, hopefully, I can get you guys a flyer uh, along with a self-addressed stamped envelope, so you guys can send me some stuff. So I can pass out at the event if you guys wish to. Um, but, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Well, thank you, guys, and have a great rest of the week. Excellent. Hey, Brian, do you guys sell the high-lift jacks? We do sell the high-lift jack, absolutely. Do you sell the the, the cheap Chinese knockoffs? <laughs> <laughs> we can get them if someone wished to. I'm with you. Uh, yeah, I listened to last week's, and it was a, a very good uh, – Josh brought some very valid points. I agree that there needs to be a high lift on the trail, the diversity off-camber yeah. situations. But um, also, we have that Pro Eagle uh, two-ton jack off-road. I uh, want that. You know, that thing's amazing. I use it on the trail. And the great thing about having that is if you're in a situation you just do not necessarily need the high lift, everyone knows how to use basically a floor jack. And that's what it is. It just has these big wheels, but you're able to, it's able to move while you're out there on the trail. Like, you know, I can just wheel it. And when, in fact, Frank, uh, you know, uh, Frank the Tank, he used it when we were wheeling last year. Uh, he lost uh, one of his tires, went flat, had to change it. Pulled that out and did it. So there are some other options, but the the uh, diversity that the high lift jack gives you in situations that might be a little little gnarly, uh, absolutely need to have that out there. Uh, you, you should. And the big thing is this is training. Um, you meet a lot of people with a lot of capable equipment, but just because the gears there, it doesn't use itself. It needs someone to use it, and you need the education <laughs> yeah. to use it safely and properly. And you have to be honest with yourself. If, you know, if you haven't gone out there for a while, nothing wrong with getting a refresher. A lot of great companies out here. There's a great company called OEX that gives training on that stuff from Off Road 101 and everything. And in fact, you know, Jeep Mama uh, was it Nora 4x4. Uh, John up there in, uh, yeah. in Pennsylvania is a good example. Like there, there are plenty of resources. And if, if you're just not sure, please reach out to me. I'll, I'll find somebody because having the gear is just a starting point. Having to use the gear, oh, very much so, is so important. It, so it, important. And it's it's a horrible time to learn whenever you're in a a, a stressful situation. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, that uh, doing it, uh, learning ahead of time is a, is a very good idea. Also, too, uh, really appreciate the the information on the upcoming event. And uh, you and everybody else listening can go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you'll see that there's a couple of forms that we have set up. There are links to some forms, I should say, where you can fill in all, all your events, and that goes straight to Josh so that he can make sure he adds that in at the end of the show. It's a great place to, to fill out that information. It's really simple to do. Uh, we use Google Forms, so you don't really need to worry about uh, something being, uh, uh, you know, malware or virus or anything. It's Google. You know, everybody trusts Google. 
Uh, so looking forward to that. Yeah, send us the SASE, and uh, we'll uh, be happy to send you out some stickers that you can uh, pass around to the event. And uh, I'm going to start uh, pressing this uh, a little more. Please, please, if people get stickers, we'd love to have some pictures of them with a sticker uh, next to their rig, even better, on their rig. We love using that on our social media. And he did ask that first question about his build, about cryogenically Oh, that's freezing. right, yeah. Yeah. Can, I didn't even know you. How do you do that? Well, I think I like the idea of anytime you're going to get anything cryoed, you throw in some of those cheap uh, uh, razors, you know, those little, the, the big razors or whatever it is, because it makes those the, the blades so last so long. But anyway, uh, the cryogenically freezing the, the locker, I guess it depends on the locker. Um, like if you were using an ARB, I don't know that making an ARB stronger is necessary. I mean, if it doesn't cost any more, sure, why not? Brian, do you have any experience on this? That is so out of my knowledge. I've when he was talking, I was like, what? That is crazy. So that's just not in my uh, knowledge range. I'd have to reach out to somebody for that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know either. I mean, I can kind of just think it through. I mean, certainly uh, uh, making the the ring and pinion uh, uh, a lot stronger by uh, doing the cryogenically freeze uh, thing on it makes sense. People do that. For the locker, nah, I don't know. Uh, I, it, it doesn't. It, it wouldn't hurt. Josh is sitting here listening. No, you guys, don't you know right. that? Blah, blah, blah. He's like screaming. <laughs> well, that's his problem Not if we're not yeah. being here, right? <laughs> we'll hear next week, folks. Uh, there'll be a 30-minute dissertation as to why you're not right. supposed to use scotch tape for electrical connections. Right. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and I want to thank Tammy for bringing it to my attention that there's a difference between a toe strap and a recovery strap. Uh, I didn't know that. I've been using a toe strap, which I've cut the hooks off of, but I'm going to go out and get me a recovery strap now, but uh, something in red because I need a really, really strong. (laughs) And I want to say uh, hello to Logan. And FM Jeeper, thanks for calling in again. And uh, let me decipher. And since I am fluent in toddler, let me uh, translate. Logan said, hi, Tony. And he can't wait for his new brother, Nikki G, to move in. (laughs) Which is a reference to a few weeks ago when I commended FM Jeeper for being an awesome dad and uh, said that I am up for it. I am open for adoption. But I should have led with this first. Uh... Me and Sir Crapslot are a matching set. Where I go, he goes. And uh, only one of us is housebroken. But we both enjoy scooching our butts on the carpet. Oh, yeah. That's a good feeling. Yeah. Can't go wrong with a potty joke. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Never want to miss a Nikki G. <laughs> Definitely not. You must have needed this every day. I need it! It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. All right, now, I forgot to ask on that the last Nikki G thing. Uh, Brian, does Route 1-6 uh, sell the uh, the toe straps and the, uh, the all kinds of straps? Oh, we got a ton of selections that we can resource <laughs> from. Uh, 
I'll look for some red. Rugged Ridge has a couple straps that, you know, come with the black and red, more like a, you know, a snatch line and mm-hmm. stuff. So, mm-hmm. but we can definitely find something. There's some amazing companies out there now that are making some great things. And that's, what's great about doing this is, you know, you know me, I'm always kind of like looking for those products that are out there and trying to get in, like, you know, XG Cargo is a great example. It's just trying to find those ones and say, man, those, these guys, where are they at? You know, and what are they making? It's something that's different. <laughs> um, so it, yeah, it, we definitely can resource that from the larger brands, and then we'll look for some smaller shops and try and get them some business as well. There you go, Nikki G. I, and then they sell dye at the store, so you can always dye your stuff. Uh, we're, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pay him back for my little <laughs> I'd rather be red sticker. I'm going to get a purple recovery strap for Nikki G. Oh, well, you heard it first, folks. So anyway, uh, let's uh, let's talk about this must-have uh, stuff pick of the week for your Jeep. Now, this just recently came out. I mean, like uh, a couple of days before recording the show, uh, Andy over at Ironman Four x Four Fab dot com uh, has come out with the the Holy Grail. If you're a Jeep XJ owner, you've probably been looking for one of these. And and you know, and I apologize if there's somebody out there that already makes one, but I haven't seen it. And it, even if I did, I may be concerned about. Uh, who it is that's making it. I trust Andy and his stuff because it's just so damn beefy. This is a XJ adjustable heavy duty transmission mount. And again, that's ironman4x4fab.com. Um, and, and as it says there on the site, you'll see this is our XJ 4.0 heavy duty transmission mount. This fits both the AW4 and the AX15 transmission. It does not fit the Peugeot transmissions. It is adjustable in height for clearance with transfer cases and cross members. The bushing is solid, one-piece cleavite rubber bushing, giving it maximum strength and reliability. Bushing mount angles hold firm, but still allows for proper vibration motion. This is made out of one-quarter inch thick, 100,000 PSI steel, utilizing grade 9. I didn't know there was grade 9 bolts, Tammy. I thought grade 8 was as, as, as good as you get. So there's no studs for those goofballs who get trigger happy with the impact. Now, this is a long-lasting strength solid rubber, adjustable drivetrain height, fits AX15 transmissions. Again, the quarter-inch steel, 100,000 PSI construction, uh, increases torque transfer and made 100% in the USA, which which I always like that. Of course, Andy's a great guy, and like I said, he builds just wonderful stuff. Now, you do need to understand that this stronger aftermarket transmission mount uh, and it may cause driveline vibrations. Again, if you like something smooth, go buy a Cadillac. <laughs> exactly. I, if you're an XJ owner, you know about braking uh, motor mounts and you know about braking transmission mounts. Well, here, this might be the answer for you. Now, the regular price for this is going to be $100 plus shipping. But at the time of this recording, you can get yours for just $75 plus shipping. Uh, I love this uh, this thing. I've ordered one. Uh, I keep asking Andy every day, is it here yet? Is it here yet? Is it here yet? Because I've wanted something that's aftermarket to mount uh, the, for my transmission mount for a long time. And I, as it turns out, I just had to wait for Andy to make it. <laughs> but we'll have uh, an image of the uh, of the transmission mount, which is, again, always everything from Andy is really beefy. Uh, and a link in our show notes for uh, for this episode. Tammy, in uh, 15 years, you're going to be uh, wanting to replace items on your Jeep, you know, and beef it I up. I know. I'm getting nervous because it's, <laughs> it's getting closer. 
Well, you know, I figured if Brian was here, we were going to at least get a new, maybe red, uh, Route 16 fire pit uh, for the campfire side <laughs> chat, but we're still using the old one. What the hell, Brian? I'm not sure <laughs> about that red. I mean, it, yeah, it would probably wouldn't work out so well. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I'm outnumbered here. It's it's normally there's two black Jeeps and one red Jeep, and now it's two red Jeeps and a black Jeep. I think you're insulting Brian because he says it's maroon. Yeah, you know what? I, I tell you, I remember the very first interview I had to go because you were like, no, man, that's red. I was like, I'm going to go research that. And, <laughs> yeah, when, I, when I saw that, I was like, damn it. So, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it, it's actually red. They use red in the name of the official uh, uh, paint code or something, don't they? Yes, red rock pearl or something. It's nothing like I would say. It's maroon. There right. we go. Oh, yeah. Right. It's, yeah. From a manly perspective, it's maroon. I wanted to ask you something earlier, and I, and I, didn't, uh, I didn't get around to it. So, you know, Tammy's just so talkative. It's hard to get in sometimes. I know. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I always like uh, uh, mentioning to our veterans, uh, thank you for your service. Now, I was thinking about this earlier today. I didn't mention that to you. I didn't thank you for your service uh, at, at uh, whenever you first got on the show because I'm wondering if it's like this. And I'm asking you because, you know, you're a veteran and you should know. Uh, in the morning, whenever you say good morning to people at work, the, you, you don't keep saying hello or good morning all the way till noon. You know, the second time you see them, you might give them a nod or you might, you know, do a little, you know, hey, or maybe just ignore them altogether and look, keep looking at your smartphone. Uh, is that the kind of the, the deal with uh, thank you for your service? If, if I've thanked you for your service once, is that enough or should I keep doing it every time? No, I, I think it's enough. And I, I think it's very, <laughs> it's personal between each veteran too, though. Uh, I think everyone's going to have their own scope based off their own experience. You know, for me, I think when we had a chat one time uh, off the show, we we're, we're talking about some things about my service and, um, and, you know, when someone says you're a hero, you know, for me, the heroes are the guys that are missing things and are oh, on the yeah. ground. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to Arlington on Sunday uh, to pay my respects to some friends that are, you know, there. And, and you know, those those are, I think that's the hard one for, I think, some veterans. I won't say all. And I think it's just a perspective based off of your own experience. I, I, I don't think there's anything that people or should not, every one of us should appreciate that someone does that because, we had a whole generation, uh, multiple generations of, of, you know, service members that were neglected of that during the Vietnam War. Yeah. And I, I tell you, I think one of the things that I loved uh, about my experience is because of their service that we are thanked. And so I'm very polite when people do that. And not necessarily for me, but for those guys that did not have the, uh, that opportunity to receive that when they came home. And I got back from Dead to Storm, you know. Flew into Massachusetts and it was like two in the morning and they had this red carpet. All these people were there. We were just over, like doing an overlay to, before we got back to Camp Pendleton. Like we were just our layover. And uh, I was, I mean, I was like 19 and I was just blown away by that uh, experience. But I was so appreciative. And the very first thing that came to my head was just, you know, I, I had family members that were in Vietnam and saying, man, they didn't have that. I, I'm, I'm going oh, to soak this in. It was you know, and it was yeah, horrible so, the way those people were treated, the way our soldiers were treated. Um, absolutely. I was a kid uh, whenever that was going on, and uh, I never felt that uh, the, the Vietnam vets were uh, trash or baby killers or 
uh, any of that stuff. I just, I, I guess I was conservative back then when I was eight or seven or whatever it was. So uh, it, it just really confused me. Uh, the whole thing confused me. And, and but, but yeah, because of that, I mean, I've never heard it said before, you'd saying it this time, but that's always been my uh, feeling is, is that we're, we're certain to thank our servicemen for going and doing all these things that they do. Hell, just, just sitting in 130 degree temperature, you should be thanked. Because uh, I wouldn't want to do that longer than 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> but I think it really has to do with the, the Vietnam vets were not thanked. And in, in fact, they were spit upon. They were uh, called all kinds of names. And horrible, horrible war. 50,000 some odd American soldiers uh, died in that, uh, that right. conflict. I mean, right. my God. And, and then they have to come back with this, to this crap in the United States. Uh, anyway, Josh should be clicking things right now to make me stop talking. So I'm going to click myself, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank you for your service. I was making light of it, of course. And, uh, because it's, it's, to me, it's very much like the good morning thing. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What's wrong? What, what's wrong with you? You're not, you're not talking. I told you good morning. What more do you want? I want to do my job here. You know, come on. <laughs> So Brian, are you? Do you have any like fun upgrades to your Jeep that I'll get to see come May? Oh or? my goodness! I I need to send you a picture. Uh, I'll email you guys a picture. So I did get. I've got a, a bunch of stuff from sponsors. That's one great thing uh, about these brands we represent. Uh, we have some that just you know every year we'll throw something out, and then obviously we have some new brands. Uh, and, and part of this whole people brand celebration as well. So I'm bringing out a Via Air 400 uh, portable uh, air compressor. Uh, it's something mm-hmm. that's very much affordable. Uh, you'll see some other ones out there. This one is is generally one of the better rated ones, but it's also not on your real expensive line. So you'll be able to see that. I have it, the XG Cargo Sportsman setup. It's a Molly setup in the back of uh, Brute there. It looks really good. When I take this road trip with my son tomorrow, if he's going to use all those things to put his things while he's sitting in the back seat, so he, you know, he wants to grab his iPad, whatever. Like, right. So it's not, but while we're on the trail, it might look different. Uh, I got that. I got some. I think I got have a uh, a cooler from them. It's a soft cooler, really good. I also have a uh, great stuff from Atlas Forty Six. I literally, I think I emailed Tony three or four times saying, "Man, I want everything these guys have." What is they what, do, what do they carry? What's Atlas Forty Six? I was going to ask you about that earlier. I haven't looked it up. I'm not like Tammy. I don't shop while the show's going on. I, I tell you, their stuff is it is. They have a lifetime warranty on like their tool bags, their tool setups. They actually make. Imagine, you know, so you've seen the gear rigs that you know someone. A military person, like they go out, they have their magazine pouches, and you know there are different things uh, on their rig, basically to the you know the role that they're playing in in uh, the military. Well, imagine a carpenter had something like that, or a construction worker, and these things are ergonomic, so they make vests specifically to your trade craft. They also make different tool belts, suspenders, all that, but they also make great mechanic kits, like. This roll-up kit that I have from Atlas 46 is amazing. My entire Craftsman uh, tool set fits in there. Plus, I have uh, more uh, bits in there. I have uh, or sockets. I have actually extra room uh, pouches to put different things. I, I, it's just and it just rolls up. You pull it up. It cinches up. It buckles up, and you roll. It, it is so easy. They make they make one that folds out, and they have magnetic padding, so you could literally get on your rig, use this fold-out tool kit. And, you know, 
work on your vehicle, put your stuff down or preset it the way I would look at it. Hey, I need this socket, that socket, that socket, put it on the magnet pad, get under my rig and just, you know, use what I need. And it's right there. It's not going to roll off or anything, but they have so much gear. I, the, the My entire recovery kit, they have this uh, bag that goes in the back of the rig. It has two. I, I initially, when I first saw it, it's like, oh man, I'm not sure I'm going to get everything in there. Oh, it all went there and I still got room. I mean, I have uh, that, uh, 50 foot sling rope line that I use, basically the, uh, the one that suspends from a helicopter pickup gear. I use that uh, for just a multi-purpose uh, strap for either a tree saver or, or a snatch line, whatever. I have the rugged ridge line in there. I have the worn tree saver, uh, the, uh, I have factor 55, the three by threes uh, in there. Um, I have snatch block. I got the worn shackles. I have gloves. I have like got a ton of stuff and it's right there and it ties down in the back of the, uh, the Jeep there. So if you're out there wheeling, you're not worried about all that stuff bouncing around and, and all that. Um, God, I got some other stuff. I got those power stations, uh, from, uh, Intervision. So they're basically one has a fold out that recharges through a three huge, uh, solar panel, but it's very compact and you can just use it to, I was thinking this way, I can use that small one instead of running a generator at night. You know, if you're like, man, it's really hot, maybe bring a small fan, plug mm-hmm. that in, you're right. good to go. You know, there's, and then it also, if you need to, you can charge up your vehicle, you know, uh, start it up and all that. There's just, so that, that's a really good thing. I'm trying to think of everything. Hey, let me ask you a quick I, question about, uh, I think you mentioned them a few times, the Factor 55, you guys uh, have that stuff as well, right? Oh, absolutely. They, that's such a great company. I want to get some of their soft shackles. Um, they're on my list. I'm going to definitely get some, uh, try and get some out there. Uh, I need to reach out to them on a couple other things, but that's just a great company. I love so those me, guys. Let me ask you, uh, why in the world, and maybe I'm just cheap. Maybe, you know, I hear that uh, JK owners uh, aren't as cheap as XJ owners, so maybe this is the case. <laughs> why are those things so expensive? Good God, the Factor 55 Ultra Hook, $200. The amount of testing that they put through their equipment, they put, and everything's public information. They're not a company that puts something just in a pamphlet and lets you read it and, you know, in the fine print, unless you do this or that or whatever. Uh, they put everything, all their testing, when you get their uh, component, you know, whatever it may be, they give you the test sheet on it. It is, it is an amazing company. They do everything. They engineer things. It's an engineering company. Right? They do it right. Uh, I love that brand. I love that company. When you get it, it is a lifetime piece of gear. Um, and that's what really, you know, makes that brand. Um, can you get things that, you know, you can go down to one of the, uh, you know, like farm stores and, and stuff like that, get a shackle that, you know, will do the job. But if you want something that's going to be enduring and lasting and you won't have to worry about for that one time where you're doing something gnarly or hairy, you know what, you need to go, you need to put that investment into it. Um, it's not there for looks, it's there for purpose. And that's the big thing with this gear. Um, if you, if you're just buying the gear for looks, then save your money. Don't buy something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I kind of, I kind of get the feeling sometimes too, that they, people put prices on stuff. You remember the, I've thrown this, this, uh, this, uh, example up a number of times. You remember the monster cables, the, uh, mm-hmm. HDMI monster cables, $6 billion, dollars, you know, this is the ultimate HDMI cable. You got to have it. It's a, and it's, it was, it was crap. I mean, I'm sure it was a good cable, but not for that price. So when I, now, when I see stuff like this, I always think about the monster cables. You know, is it, is, is it really worth this much money? And Tammy, could you imagine 
uh, having uh, losing one of these uh, Factor Fifty Five hooks. I mean, two hundred bucks. I, I, I would claim it is stolen with my insurance. <laughs> I think I um, see what I, I did there. My, my, no, I'm shopping right now. I think the the, the, sh- the soft shackle that I have is this Gator Jaw one. I'm pretty sure. I think soft shackles are a pretty good idea. Yeah, I've I've used mine a bunch of times. Anyway, I was just curious about that. I, I, uh, I just, I mean, I like that little, uh, the, like the uh, Factory Fifty Five uh, Pro Link uh, thing. I think that's the right one, the one that basically takes the pr- place of the hook on the winch line. Uh, right. I like Pro-Link. that. Yeah, I like that idea of that one. But I just, I just was just so shocked how, how expensive it was. And 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 sometimes I get the feeling that it's like this. This is one of the things that you get if you're the the cool uh, Jeep owner. You know, you need to have this. So when you pull up to the 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 meat not off road just you pull up to the the taco stand on Tuesday where everybody's gathering with all their jeeps mm-hmm. you know oh you got one of those factor fifty five things I've been looking at those that's you know and and there's nothing wrong with that but it just it just the price just didn't seem to be um it is it, just for what it is it just didn't seem to be that it should be that much so I was just curious yeah you know Warren's come out with a new product too I'm trying to remember to, for the life of me the name of it but it's kind of like a closed winch system uh, it goes on the end of the, the winch line and I can't remember it's brand new it looks pretty sick I haven't really looked at it too much but other people are joining that they're you know I think Smittybilt puts out something similar to a ProLink but not to the same standard Sure. but it, people are definitely taking note of what Factor 55 is bringing out it's there pretty, and, it's beautiful stuff I mean it looks like yeah. it's very well made I mean there's it, hands down it, it looks it looks great and then and i mean not just looks at it i mean it looks like quality solid type stuff it just seems to be uh, uh overpriced from from you know my multi years of experience in engineering and making these things so hey i was just yeah. I, I was looking at those chest rigs and vests over at atlas 46 and i i don't see it here maybe you know do any of them accept the uh, ballistic plates i think because i think that would be a good thing to have while you're working you know what they will do <laughs> custom work and actually oh, really <laughs> if you read up on them, they actually started, they initially got in the business of supporting, you know, military. So they uh-huh. made things for the military. So they got a lot of experience in that. And then, you know, they're like, hey, you know what? We need to bring this into different industries. And I'll, for, they've been around for about 20 years. And, and maybe it's just me and my lifestyle. I just never heard of them. And I saw, uh, in fact, that that, that gentleman uh, I brought about earlier, uh, bring it up one time, uh, FMC Overland. He uh, he mentioned that brand, and then I talked to Scott over at Candor Offroad, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I got one of their bags. You need to check it out." And I'm like, "You know, this is so, some nice looking stuff." I mean, uh, I'm glad you mentioned it. It's great. It is great. We're so, I'm so so happy to be working with them, and I'm looking to definitely uh, push a lot of business with them. And yeah, it's going to be a great journey with well, them. They if, make some quality stuff. If for it's no tough. other reason, this is why you guys need to go over to Route16.com just to check out the stuff you don't know about because. Uh, uh, Brian's out there uh, figuring this stuff out for you. Hey, Brian, did you get the email from uh, the, the the Chinese company that I know that we've both used? That uh, the the lady that uh, we dealt with isn't there anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know what i I should have told you this too. They go through these cycles. My opinion on it is they just they just change the name. You're dealing with the same person. Ah, okay. I feel, I was feeling bad for Joanne. Like Joanne, yeah, she's it, no longer I, with the company. It's horrible. Inside baseball here, you guys don't don't know nothing. We had some some flags and stuff made that uh, Brian had a, a a company over in China, and oh, they were just dirt cheap. And uh, 
uh, uh, thank you again. We haven't ordered any more uh, from them because I uh, didn't see a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, uh, push from uh, from the ones that we got that you guys were showing for us. So it didn't really make a lot of sense to to get more made. But uh, boy, they were just great quality items and for just next to nothing. So, but anyway, I got that email the other day and I thought uh, I, I didn't send it to you and go, Hey, did you see this poor Joanne? We need to send her a package. Yeah, they do that. I, I'm like, they absolutely, I, cause I worked with a couple of them and it's, you see the patterns if you will. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm dealing with the same person. They're just going, you know, because strange. you're not really getting their real name. That, I mean, there's no yeah. way there's a, you know, her name's Joanna. So. Right. <laughs> it could be, don't be racist. <laughs> so, so at the, the beginning of the show I said to that my Jeep's not here. My Jeep is at a sleepover tonight and I'm Aww, just Oh, that's I know. so sweet. Is it a bunch of black Jeeps or you you're yeah, black, actually, any color Jeep in there? It's talking about racism. It's it's mostly black Jeeps. Um, but <laughs> I saw an orange one, I saw a green one. There's some JLs, there was some Cherokees and Grand Cherokees. My my Jeep's at the the Jeep dealer getting um the the claymore taking out of the the airbag you got claymore oh yeah. man stand back oh, wow. face towards enemy i love those <laughs> and and actually I, I i took that wording from brian over at carolina trails off road because yeah. he got the same um recall notice i did and he he met, made a comment about how there's a claymore in his passenger side airbag um so there there something with something in the airbag well it has a shrapnel uh, that yeah i mean if it goes off it's gonna i'm sorry not shrapnel it acts as shrapnel but it's it's pieces of metal that they're right strangely enough aren't supposed to be in a an airbag that explodes at 200 miles an hour Uh, (laughs) hey brian did you guys have those claymore uh uh, trailer hitches i always thought those were fun (laughs) where you you put it in your two-inch receiver on the back of your uh, back of your rig and it says point this towards enemy no, I don't. I did. <laughs> There's one guy made like these fair leaves, a very interesting ones. Uh, I'm really not going to describe them. Oh, so justice. But <laughs> he, he really, he, I can't remember if he was based in Texas or Oklahoma. He really nice guy. Uh, he was trying to, you know, get me to, I just, I just said, man, I just don't think I, I don't I, even know how to not, sell that. I'm thinking it's not family friendly. Yeah, it wasn't, but it was also, you know, some people just have their own custom touches of things in their, we'll call it art, and I was just like, man, I don't know, man. No, it's perfectly fine, anything you want to do. I mean, some people really love the truck nuts. Uh, I don't particularly care for that. uh, That's so stupid. For that look, but, you know, some people do, and that's fine. I mean, hell, if I could have made a million dollars when I came up with the idea, I would have done it. I just think there ought to be an equivalent uh, female version, so uh, that's that's just not right, you know, having just one without the other. Well, I think it's also, again, is, you know, time, place, and purpose. So, I'm going to bring a war story up. So, I, when I was in Fallujah, we were uh, attached to 3rd Battalion, 1st Marines. My platoon was. Um, their, if you want to call it, their, their, their logo, their mascot is a blue bull, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> it was, I, I ha- I'll, if I can find it, I'll send you a picture of it. So, there was this Humvee out there, you know, like, you know during the battle and stuff, and they're driving. And they got these blue balls dangling uh-huh. on the back of the Humvee. So I took that. You know what, Roger? Hey, that's good stuff right there. Stay in the fight. But <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I've never, I've never uh, fought in any kind of battles or anything like that. But I know in playing uh, games, uh, online games, if you can uh, stand out so that people, 
you know, if if you've beat their ass in the game, uh, and then you come back and they and you make yourself very um, identifiable, it gives you an edge as far as oh crap, you know this this is that that group or that person or that whatever, and then and any edge that you can put on them makes your win a little easier. And I suspect the same is true in battle. So if you can uh, intimidate your enemy, it's it's much it's easier to win. Yeah, in, in uh, Korea, the Marine Corps, Marines wore uh, leggings. They had like those spats, you know, kind of like they covered up the bottom portion of your pants and went over the boot and stuff like right. that. And there were, you know, many, many accounts of, uh, you know, when they, you know, came in, you know, close proximity of enemy units, they said, hey, uh, we'll just let those guys pass. Because they <laughs> knew like, yeah, we're not in, in uh, in Somalia, very similar to Marines roll their sleeves up. And so they're like, yeah, we're going to not mess with those guys because they're going to actually fight, you know, so um, <laughs> violently. And so there's many accounts of so that. That's true. I don't really play video games, so I don't, I'll ask my son about that. But the mm -hmm. uh, the uh, oh, that's not a, that's not a hit, Tony. That's no, no, I, I don't care. Uh, and, uh, it, it's, but, it's funny. I got a buddy uh, that uh, played a lot of Counter-Strike with me. And, uh, you know, he's just a, a normal everyday person on Facebook. And uh, he would say something and I'd say, you be sure to check your corners, you know, because you have to do that in the game because that's where you hide is around the corners. And uh, then there was another another time that somebody, one of his friends, uh, had talked about has, you know, like, have you smart asses ever even cooked off a grenade? And I, of course, I had to chime in with uh, uh, literally thousands of times, all simulated. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, that's yeah. a, that's the main reason why I thank you guys for your service because I've never done it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know it's and it's appreciative and, and you know the thing about it too is like it doesn't matter what an individual's role is because you know you need that entire system in order to achieve oh, yeah. the goals you just do and you know you meet some veterans that you know maybe they didn't have a certain experience whatever but their role mattered and that's one of the things that. I think everyone, anyone that wears a uniform needs to understand no matter what your role is, it was necessary and you you applied a purpose so we could be successful as an organization. Yeah, I mean, so. even, even if you didn't go overseas, uh, there was still right. uh, still something that was being done that was critical uh, uh, back in the States or wherever it was you were stationed. So, yeah, it doesn't Definitely. matter. I mean, I, I remember hearing about all the logistics for, uh, I think it was Desert Storm, um, just getting all that stuff over there and having the fuel where it needed to be and just amazing, just amazing. And and you don't think about, you know, uh, the importance of pushing uh, stuff around. It's, you know, put it in the gun and shoot it is the, the thing you think about. But if you don't have the stuff to move along, yeah, you're you're just as good as being, uh, you know, dead. That's very very true. I mean, it, it, you know, it could be something as simple as a roll of toilet paper, Tony. You know, think about it. <laughs> next time you feel like, man, I'm so glad you're here. How many hands oh, did yes. it take to get that toilet paper to that place that you really needed it? Like, yes. Yeah, there's so. uh, there's no leaves in uh, <laughs> Afghanistan, so yeah. yeah. Oh. Thanks. Sam doesn't work too well. I ain't shaking anybody's hand around here. Uh -huh. um, so I, I hate to change the subject again back to my Jeep. Oh, I thought you were going to say, but, but I'm sleepy and I got to go to bed. No. So um, just a real quick funny story. And it, it's like ironic that it happened today after the Forbes article. So I go up to the service counter and my Jeep's going to be worked on tomorrow. So I was dropping it off tonight. So I don't have to get up early to bring it tomorrow. 
And so I walk in and I have my little recall paper and I hand it to the guy and I'm like, you know, I have an appointment tomorrow and here's my recall paper. And he's like, well, where's your car? And I looked at <laughs> him and I said, I don't have a car. And everybody at the counter like stops and looks at me and I just stood there and he's looking at me and I'm like, I drive a Jeep. <laughs> and then this this little oriental lady is like, she's laughing. She was another customer. So anyway, I just, you know, I'm, I'm at a Jeep dealer and he asked where my car was. Yeah, it's, that's really good. I mean, I, I, for the moment, I could, I could hear a uh, an eagle screech in the background, the desert yeah. tumbleweed <laughs> roll across the, the plane, right. and then the music from uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly start playing right before you answer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Never do that again. Yeah, oh, that's no, hilarious. He won't. But I did give him a Jeep Mama bracelet, and I he oh, did. Oh, you suck up! <laughs> he, <laughs> you don't uh, give people stuff for making mistakes like that. <laughs> and he was going on and on about how some my Jeep looked, and so <laughs> he felt guilty. Good yeah. job, good job. And he kept staring at my—I don't know if he was staring at my sweatshirt or other things. Well, but well, what well, well, was there anything on your sweatshirt? It was a Jeep sweatshirt, so... Oh, there wasn't anything to read, because I, I, I always, was, I always yeah, feel there, like I have to say, I, hey, I'm just reading what you have there. Don't, you know, don't think anything about this, but you yeah. put it on there, I got to look, right? Yeah, there was Jeep stuff on there, so he, I don't know, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, that's that's the safest <laughs> well, way to well, go. With that, I um, don't I don't I don't really follow that advice, but that is the best way to go, Brian. <laughs> well, Brian, thanks a lot for joining us tonight. And, and again, it, you weren't really here to fill in for Josh. It just kind of worked out that way. Josh has been a a sick boy this week, uh, and uh, he uh, wasn't able to make it. He said he was about fifty fifty uh, yesterday, and uh, told us uh, I guess earlier today. I guess uh, it was before noon that he wasn't going to be able to make it. So. Um, and and uh, that's the great thing about having uh, three, uh, or actually, I should say, two great hosts. I started to say three because I am pretty great. Um, but uh, having two great hosts, and also too, so many people that can fill in because uh, uh, we have other folks that uh, we've used before uh, hasn't been on here in a while. But uh, we, it, it's great. I love that. It's it's fun it's having. Always, yeah, it's fun getting another person's perspective. Yeah. And- Another person's knowledge, and it's I, I like having mm-hmm. other people on. Yeah, and uh, uh, Brian, just thank you a lot for being here with us tonight and uh, the interview and, uh, and all that stuff. So uh, hopefully you had a good time. Hopefully it'll be worth the uh, the lack of sleep tomorrow. I appreciate I always You can guys can always invite me back. I enjoy being on. I enjoy listening to the show. Um, thank you so much. I'm very appreciative of all the support that you have provided me, um, especially when I reached out to you and stuff. So thank you guys as well. No, no problem. Happy to. And I look forward to wheeling with you again um, in May. Definitely. Looking forward to seeing Nikki out there and the yep. entire crew. We're going to have some fun. That's for sure. Hey, you Canadians got this whole torque thing all wrong. Torque is when you wake up in the morning and you got a on so bad that when you push down on it, your That's feet nice. come off the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you hear the feet, the feet come off the ground? That's yes. a, that's those. Uh, I never I never tried that one before. That'll do uh, that in the morning. <laughs> Lord. Oh, Lord. I know. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. <laughs> oh, Brian's a Marine. He knows. Uh, <laughs> There's lots of stuff that's been worse than that, Tammy. I know, oh but <laughs> not, uh, not on the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> 
podcasting since 2010.